Shavua Tov, everyone. Shavua Tov, everyone. This is Lilach. And Yona. And this is the That's Interesting Podcast. <laughs> I'm just getting excited because my audiology podcast is very formal and I keep saying this is the All About Audiology Podcast. Anyway, let's get started. Hey, so Perm is coming in just three, four, five days, five days. <laughs> and um, we're excited. So, Lilach, <laughs> first of all, Lilach told me about some very interesting um, baked goods that she saw in a store. Um, Lilach, yes. can you tell me more about it, please? <laughs> okay, so Roladin is one of these super fancy high-end bakeries in Israel that everything is like very, you know, fancy and overpriced and delicious. And delicious, absolutely delicious. Fine, okay, go on. Yes, and like part of their shtick is that for Hanukkah they have like every flavor donut and all these like super expensive and beautiful gourmet pastries. They do all year long, but like, you know, Hanukkah is like their holiday. And then Purim, of course, they have all these fancy Osneaman with different fillings and different flavors. So this year, they are coming out with a new initiative. And they're saying enough about this giving Haman his own cookie and giving him so much attention and being obsessed with Haman on this holiday. We at Roladine decided that we're going to focus on the real star of the show with our new cookie, Levavot Esther. And you could see the little video <laughs> that they put out. There are these cute little heart-shaped cookies with jelly inside of a border. And I think they're even, like, giving a percentage of profits for every box that they sell to some women's organizations. And I just thought that was so cute and really, really very sweet. So I told Yona about that, and he said, you know what else I thought about, speaking of shapes of food? So here you go. Well, um, <clears throat> in this year I go to in the morning, um, at the end there's a... Uh, we do a halacha part of the shir, and we learned the halacha that bread should be made parav, and you shouldn't make bread um, dairy, you shouldn't make bread a milchix or fleshik, so you should make it parav, because otherwise people will get confused in ways, is this fleshik, is this milchik, oh no, you know, and end up eating some basar v'chalav. Unless there are two exceptions, you can make bread milchik or fleshik as, as long as it is, in the words of the Gemara, like the eye of the bull, which means... Either you make a small quantity such that you will be able to start and finish it within the meal, or you make it look different. Okay, so that, after that, um, the Rebbe told us something very interesting. There is an Israeli standard about barekas. Did you know that in every kosher pizza store in Israel, the barekas that are dairy with cheese are triangles, and the barekas that are parav with potatoes are square. It's a standard. Check it up. I was dumbfounded. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that it's part of my growing up that I just associate triangles with delightful, delicious cheese barekas. And if you see barekas in their rectangles, you're like, yeah, whatever. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you something else very interesting. So I kept getting emails, you know, from my work, which with the word which looked like Purim, you know, like... It looked like it was Purim Merpa'at Kiryat Shmuel, but it wasn't Purim. It was Pevav Resh Vav Mem. So I'm like, Purim, Purim, what in the world is that word? And then I realized it's the Hebrew transliteration of Forum. You got Purim on your mind? Yes. 
Yeah, and I think the transliteration thing is is one of those things that lots of Anglos and make people who make Aliyah notice, like, everything. If you can't read this word, it's just not Hebrew. Like, keep trying, and you'll get around to it, and it's going to be, like, foam. Or, um, like, that all the special the specialists, all the doctor specialists. Endochronologue. Yeah, endochronologia. You're like, what? <laughs> Cardiologue. Yeah. Well, last but not least, um, in my Navi learning, I came across um, probably the first time that a very common derogatory, or maybe not derogatory, Hebrew word is found. The word mifager is often used to refer to someone who is mentally challenged or slow. Um, Also used to refer to someone who is just taking a long time. Um, Mifager. So I found out today the first time in Tanakh that this word is used. It is in the end of Shmuel Aleph. While Shaul HaMelech is fighting the Plishtim, David is pretending to be a Plishti fighting Amalek. And so David had um, four, David had 600 men with him. 400 of the men went to battle with him. And 200 of the men stayed behind you know, to, watch, uh, to watch all the supplies. And the words that was used to refer to the 200 men who were too slow and stayed to watch the supplies was... They were, they were too slow to, to cross the river in Shmuel Aleph in, in chapter Lamed. So there you go. That is, and, and then later on the parakeet uses the word again. So that is the origin of the word mifager, meaning slow. And so anyone in my family is going to know what I'm about to say, which is the... the well, the word mifager in modern Hebrew is pretty insulting. It's actually like probably not socially acceptable to use that word because like it's it's sort of like similar to not saying retarded like it used to be an okay term but then it became like an insult and then uh when we were kids my brother was playing chess with my grandfather and my brother was taking so long to think of what to do next that my grandfather said to him no i forget like no you're taking so long you're delayed with playing the game and my brother got so insulted and yeah i think that's like the classic story about this word in our family and now yona sees it in his learning which is what you guys want to know about so here we are (laughs) and that's all we have for this episode of that's interesting with yona and lilach have a good (laughs) week guys bye happy purim